It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome. It's so good to be with you here today on this beautiful fall day. Isn't it gorgeous? And I like the fall because I noticed there was this heavy frost and there's an opportunity to kind of get a newness. You know, when you when the frost comes, it kind of kills off the old and it allows for, you know, a rebirth later, right? So frost is kind of the beginning of, oh, I'll call it the reset of the season. And so um want to talk today about what's going on in our state, in our nation. And if you're listening from Pennsylvania or Virginia or Salt Lake, Utah, we got some listeners out there. Um, think about it from your local perspective, because you know what? We're all the same. There's no difference between us. And we're going to talk a little bit about that with different people from various communities. And I think we're going to start to see that we're all the same. And there are people out there who are trying to divide us. They're trying to say, no, you over there and then you over there. Okay. We had this actually happen to us where someone said, are you vaccinated? I won't tell you the scenario, but, and actually they asked me for somebody else is so-and-so vaccinated. And I said, if I knew, I'm not telling you. And it's none of your business, you know, like it's really not, but the notion was that if this person was not vaccinated, they would be treated differently than if they were vaccinated. And, you know, I was speaking to somebody close to me and this person said, wow, that's like Nazis. Like, you're Jewish, you're not Jewish. You're, you know, you're, you're set on this path. And if you if 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 you're if you're Jewish, but if you're not Jewish, you're set on a different path. That's Nazi. But that's happening right now in our in our nation, this sorting and sifting of people. And I just want to say something that to those people who are participating in such nonsense, really you should be ashamed of yourselves. This idea that because people chose not to get vaccinated, and by the way, there's something out right now that we were just just watching off air called Died Suddenly, okay, about people who are being impacted by the vaccine, not vaccine, the drug, okay? And those drugs, we will, we're not going to really get into that today because that's kind of a different subject. We are in the last throes of election um season and we have to cover this because it's important so first of all i want to do a shout out to the candidates who are running god bless you you're almost there that you're almost over the finish line don't give up now got to push it through right it's like you're running a marathon and you're almost to the end but i want to also say that there are some things going on in the election world that are also nefarious i mean the vaccine, the drug thing was one thing, but now we're looking at it and saying, okay, well, if elections are handled a particular way and properly, would it have made a difference? Elon Musk just got rid of his engineers, right? <clears throat> Who orchestrated the taking down of people's private accounts on Twitter and their public voice was shuttered. 
Okay, so he just got rid of some of those folks. And and what's interesting is somebody said, well, if they hadn't done that, the New York Times could have said what they said and knew about Hunter Biden. Would we have had a different outcome in 2020? The answer is 100 percent. We would be talking about President Trump in his second term. So these things are election interference, election fraud. They are uh, felonious acts. And oh, by the way, if you're going against the country to undo us in, in, the form, in some form of an insurrection using technology and communication uh, strategies, it's still treason. And that's a tough pill to swallow. But we got to get straight about it because the consequences are people are dying. So it's not like, oh, well, better luck next time. The consequences are people are dying that may not have died if things had been handled differently and mandates weren't put in place. So let's be super clear. This is the election of our lifetime to save a nation and save a state. So I want to do another shout out to Delegate Dan Cox, who's running for governor, because he will not mask. He will not mandate and he will not shut down our schools and shutter our kids. Okay, so it's really important that we keep this in mind in terms of what's at stake here for the election. I want to do a shout out to Neil Parrott running for Congress. I wish him well. We need his voice. We need more representation in the House. Okay, we have with us this morning some guests. So who who's our first guest here? Welcome to the call. Welcome to Success Happens. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Do you hear me? I do, Jordana. Good to talk to you. Oh, my gosh, my favorite person. Jordana Schifanelli, who's running as lieutenant governor candidate alongside Dan Cox. It's so good to have you with us. And, you know, Jordana, you and I have talked so much about election integrity and election fraud and what's happening. And we recently just learned 189,000, everybody, 189,000 voters in the Maryland voter uh, rolls have permanently moved out of Maryland, but they are still active in the Maryland voter rolls. That's outrageous. So what do you have to say about all this, Jordana? So I just hope that these Maryland voters are Republicans and they're still registered here and they still can come and vote. Because at the end of the day, we got to fix uh, the issues of, uh, you know, voter rolls that are dirty, that are not accurate, that haven't been cleaned up. That, that That's all um, that's all something that our Maryland State Board of Elections should uh, prioritize. But instead, they were prioritizing over when we are going to count mail-in ballots. I just want to tell your audience, since I wanted to call in like uh, out of the blue, that Republicans and independent voters had enough. We are seeing people coming in record numbers, and we would like to encourage everyone Come on out there, whether you live on Eastern Shore, Western Maryland, you have families uh, in that part of of the state or Southern Maryland, please come out and vote. It's a gorgeous day. It's a big, big civic duty that we have to to do. And I just want everybody, don't worry about something that somebody else did not do. Please get out and vote. If we show up in numbers with 
perfect storm of Biden economy, open border, inflation and disaster in the school system. We can win this, guys. We can win. It's very, very close. Well, and I think everybody really needs to understand. First of all, I don't necessarily trust the polls. I think that the polls are are I'm going to say it fixed. But, you know, what do I know? Uh, But um, I also think that uh, there are communities of Democrats who want the same thing. We're going to talk to a few folks, okay? who are going to talk about that. I'm going to have uh, Rose Brown on with Black Rose Podcast. And she lives in Prince George's County and is from within the black community down there about how people are perceiving their new reality. Because, look, there's no difference between us. We are the same. So, Jordana, thank you so much. Everybody have a party at the polls. Go on out. I recommend people wait till November 8th and do it on Election Day. But you do have early voting available to you if you need it. So um, any other final thoughts about this election and what's at stake? Well, what's at stake is our children's future, and it cannot be more serious. You know, it's not like any other four years, any other election, any other. This is nothing like any other election, because for the first time, we have calamity of a disaster in schools. Kids in Baltimore City schools and everywhere else in Maryland are not learning. There is nothing more important than educating our youngest citizens, and we owe them this responsibility and duty, and we got to save them. Uh, tracking them, jabbing them, um, or doing anything to hurt their future is something that's unconscionable to me. And as someone who lived in socialist communist country, I can tell you I am with my heart and mind and soul with the uh, with American people and our youngest children. So let's just do this for them. Vote Republican down the ticket. Thank you and God bless you and thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it's so great to have you. Thank you, Jordana. Have fun out on the campaign trail. Go team and uh, we'll talk soon. You're listening to Success Happens and when we come back, I'm gonna introduce my guest, Keith Hansen. We'll be right back. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh made selections, including dairy free and all natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. This is Natalie Abbas with an election fraud update. A recently filed RICO racketeering case, Gibson v. Maryland, includes defendants from 21 Maryland jurisdictions, Baltimore City, state and local election boards, and CTCL, which is a nonprofit funded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg with Zuckerbugs. Also included are other unknown defendants. The case alleges that CTCL paid local boards $6.2 million and paid people to commit election fraud. If you saw something, say something. Email me at natalieaboss13 at gmail.com. Your information will be confidential. Make a difference, volunteer, or donate today to help with legal costs. Send checks payable to Charlton Scientific, 501c3, nonpartisan, nonprofit, to P.O. Box 370, Woodsboro, Maryland, 21798. For more information, 
Email natalieaboss13 at gmail.com. Help us ensure free and fair elections. Thank you. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at wfmd.com, a service of Holtzapel Heating and Air Conditioning. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today a friend of mine who's come in from New Hampshire, and uh, he is here to talk with us. And, and actually, Keith, good morning. It's Welcome to Success Happens. Thanks. It's a good morning. It's great to be here. <laughs> so Keith has been on air for many years. He, at one point, you were on 40 stations. 110. 110. There 110. you go. But who's counting? So, so anyway, it's great to have you here. And what do you think about all that's going on with the election? Because it's pretty shocking that, you know, we are where we are because, you know, look, people call it election deniers. Um, I think that there's also a case for people just uh, are out there doing bad, nefarious things in the election process and they're not getting caught as much as they should. Some are. But mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you think about this? Well, you, you open the show up talking about a couple of things. First of all, we've got uh, the, the science behind the jab first, and then we have the election science. I mean, it's political science. There's a reason why they call it political science. Here's the bottom line. You are not allowed to question the science as long as it favors those who are in control. You are not allowed to question the science of politics unless it it favors those who are in control. The bottom line is that, and we were talking about this earlier, science is predicated upon constantly being challenged. You constantly challenge science until it is established law. And even established scientific law could theoretically be overturned if new evidence comes to challenge what has been held as a standard scientific law. Or, or truth. Or, or truth. Okay. Right. But, I mean, you know, truth is I, – I, I hate to say this, but, but truth is, is perception. Because there's my truth, there's your truth. And that's rooted in postmodernism. I've spent an entire radio career r- really dissecting the concepts of postmodernism and where we are today to, to explain this insanity that is progressivism in this country. That's a topic for a different day. But the point being is that we should be challenging – this air fingers quote science surrounding the jab we should be challenging and questioning the science of our elections every single american whether you are a democrat whether you're a republican whether you're an independent whether you're a libertarian it doesn't matter you should question the process by which your officials your representatives are selected and notice i didn't say leaders because these people are not leaders these people do not govern me. God governs me. These are people who we select to be our voice in legislative bodies that we don't have the ability to speak up in. We speak through you. If you, Jen, are an elected official, an elected representative, I am entrusting you to speak on my behalf in the legislative body that you're a member of that I may not necessarily have the ability to speak freely in front of. That is your job. That is your task. That is specifically why you were elected. But unfortunately, people seem to think that when they're elected, they are handed power. They are handed keys to a theoretical kingdom, and it's theirs to do with whatever they want to do. No, the elected, uh, the, the, the electorate, needs to start holding their elected representatives accountable. 
Now, I built a career out of law enforcement. And I will tell you, I've been in law enforcement since 1998. We have a model in law enforcement. It's very simple. Ask any police officer. They'll tell you this. Ask, tell, make. I'm going to ask you to step out of the vehicle. And then I'm going to tell you to step out of the vehicle. And if you continue to give me the FU response, then I'm going to make you get out of the vehicle. We have, as an electorate, asked our representatives time and time and time again, please leave us alone. Have our best interest at heart. And they didn't listen to us. So the first iteration of the Tea Party was the electorate now saying, we're going to, we're, we're going to tell you this. We're going to tell you exactly what our, our expectations are. We're going to be crystal clear about this. This is when we started confronting elected officials in town halls. Now it's time to start making these people do their jobs. First and foremost, and to respect. More. And nothing more. And nothing more. Right. You're not in there for personal enrichment. You're not in there for your own personal edification. You're in there to represent the best interests of the people who put you there. And you are there to protect, preserve the constitutional rights of the people that you serve. Not that you lead, not that you rule over, that you serve. I love it. I want to talk a little bit further about this idea of lead versus control because, you know, actually it's it's profound what you just said. I've always said they serve us, but I didn't really understand to the degree to which you just said that. We've allowed them to hold our power. We've allowed them to do that. I think the dilemma we're in based on what you just said, Keith, is that we don't know how to make them. Because anything we do is perceived as insurrection. If we go down to Jan 6 and we say, now we require you to revisit these electoral college votes. We require you to consider that this has not been a fair election. What happens? I'll I'll be honest with you. For me personally, this is about now defiance. This is about defiance. When I first took that oath to the Constitution in 1996, it didn't come with an expiration date. God, it almost sounds like I'm talking like an oath keeper. Hey, kids, guess what? I was actually the Florida State chapter president of Oath Keepers, and I'm proud to say that. Tell this, people what Oath Keepers so is. So Oath Keepers is an organization of currently serving. It, well, it was. Oath Keepers has now kind of become this fractured, splintered organization. It is not, and I'm not currently associated with Oath Keepers, and I will say that only because it's not the organization that it was when I served as, as first as the vice president and then as the 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 Florida State Chapter President. It is a organization. It is not a PAC. It is not a militia. It is an educational organization of currently serving and retired military and law enforcement personnel that seeks to reach, teach, and inspire those individuals about the oath that they took to the Constitution and their moral, ethical, and legal obligation to enforce that oath. That does not come with an expiration date. Period. That's it. But only a communist, only a satanic communist, only a progressive radical would look at a law enforcement officer or a member of the military and say, being beholden to this oath to protect and preserve the constitutional rights of the not only the citizens, but the residents, the inhabitants of this land, because constitutional rights do not extend only to citizens. That's where the concept of the wet foot, dry foot policy came in with illegal immigrants. If you are on this soil, 
Once your toe touches American soil, you have an extension of constitutional rights to you. You have an obligation, a legal, a moral, and an ethical obligation to protect those constitutional rights. That's what makes this experiment in self-government so powerful. So I want to say something because right now we're in a fight in this gubernatorial election between Wes Moore, who is a progressive, he's a globalist, he's associated with... He's a communist. Let's call him what it is. He's a communist. Harvey Weinstein, who's a pedophile, and he's associated with Soros. He's got... His his organization got $50 million from George Soros. You can't tell me that man isn't beholden to Soros. Now, he's bringing that nonsense, and they're going to... You know, look, if you believe the polls... This is why what Jordana said is so important. you got to get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. But he's saying, uh, if you believe the polls, he's the favored to win. But, you know, people need to really think something. He said, we're going to reimagine policing. And he indicted the system of policing. Mm -hmm. What do you say about that as an oath keeper? Well, first of all, you have to understand the whole concept. You have to understand the whole concept of, uh, of, of of this defund and disband the police. And it's a very simple concept when you understand really what's at its core. And it's it's very simple. What do police officers and the industry of policing, what do they really do at the core? What do they do? They don't protect because there's no legal obligation for law enforcement officers to protect you or to, to put it this way, to protect your nouns, your people, places, and things. The Supreme Court has ruled in in, in multiple cases that there is no individual duty to protect. So what do they do? Well, law enforcement enforces laws. And what do those laws protect primarily? The laws protect interests in what? Primarily. Well, I, I would assume the Constitution and so forth. No. The laws protect interest in property, property rights. And the private ownership of wealth, by and large. That's what a lot of our laws do. Now, there's public safety laws that are on the books, you know, drunk driving and, you know, certain certain things like that. And I want people to take in context what I'm going to say after the break and think about it. Put it through the filter of what I'm about to tell you when you hear rhetoric about defund and disband the police. Okay, everybody, you're listening to Success Happens. I have with me in studio today Keith Hansen, and we're going to take a break. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. Dianovich and Associates, a great security company, and Flamingo Pool Supplies. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen. It's great to be with you guys this morning. And we are talking about some broader issues that really impact us, right? One of the things we have to think about is during this election process, uh, and it's almost over. Come on, November 9th. We have to think in terms of what are the legal aspects of, of, of an election process because we the people have to know that we're having a fair and safe election that represents us. So back to what Keith was talking about, you know, these representatives are our voice. They're not our our controllers. And I think they've kind of lost their way. I mean, seriously, people have lost their way in terms of what it, their responsibility is as a representative of the people. We need to constantly remind them. But one of the things we were starting to get into kind of a legal uh, aspect of policing and so forth, and and we'll talk about that more on another day. But how do you see 
that tying into the election process and where we are right now and making sure that we have free and fair elections? Well, I think the bottom line is this. If you defund your local police department, then you necessarily create a vacuum wherein, and Obama talked about this, the need for a national police force. So by defunding and disbanding local police departments and by creating an environment where cops don't want to be cops, they'd rather jockey carriages in a Walmart parking lot than go out and do the job that they're paid to do. Now it creates a vacuum by which the federal government, it's almost a created crisis that the federal government can step into and say, okay, well, you know, now in the interest of policing and public safety, we have to have a national police force. And think about that. Now you have a national police force that takes its direction from Washington, D.C. I can't think of a single thing more terrifying than a national police force that's taking their directive from those in the swamp. God help us all at yeah, that point. That's really well said. And, that's you know, one really thing I have well to said. say, I hear this, you're talking about, about uh, early elections. For the love of God, can we eliminate this concept of an election season and go back to one single day? I don't care who you are. You can find a way to drag your ass out of your Barco lounger and get to a poll. You don't have to wait. You don't need two weeks to vote. You one heard it day. here, gang. You heard one it day. here. This is what we bring in from New Hampshire. Uh, So anyway, I just (laughs) listen. You know, he's right, though, isn't it? It's one day, one person, one vote. Can't we get back to that? And, And by the way, we're all smart enough that we can count these ballots at the precinct level. We really can. In the busier precincts with a bigger population, you just have more counters. It's not a problem. They did it in France. We can do it here. And I want to speak to one last thing, and then we're going to bring on my next guest. They are 800 police officers short in Baltimore. Now, for those people in Baltimore who've been seeing this constant decline, and they live in it every day wondering if they're going to get shot on their way to work or home from the grocery store, okay? This is the state of affairs in Baltimore, from from a party that continues to deliver the demise of Baltimore. So we must change the direction in the state. And I beg of you to consider that Westmore will be more of the same. And we need to save the people in Prince George's County and Baltimore City and some of these rougher areas who are subjected to violence every single day. Now, I'd like to bring on our next guest who has become a a dear friend and somebody I respect immensely. Good morning, Preston Mungia. Good morning, Preston. Good morning, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here in in your program and also uh, listen to what your your guest is saying. And uh, I believe this is a wake-up call for everybody. Thank you. And your work, Preston, is really focused on the Hispanic community across the state. And you're working with folks who, from a religious perspective, but tell us about what's going on in the Hispanic community. What's important to Hispanic people and what's important to them as business owners, as parents, as students? What's important to your community? Right now, what's really most important for the community right now, what we talk about is uh, lack of education. Uh, um, like we see in this state, not just in the state of Maryland, but everywhere in the United States, there's the crime is skyrocketing every every single day. So this is something that we concern, the Hispanic community is concerned about crime. 
is concerned about open border, it concerns about, you know, liberal agenda that the Democrat Party is bringing to the table. And uh, that's not what identifies the Hispanic community. Hispanic community is all about uh, family, religion, uh, loving God, hardworking people. And that's what we identify with the Republican Party now. So one, and that's so beautifully said. So, you know, when you look, though, at the open border issue, and you brought it up, I didn't, right? Um, People have trouble reconciling that. They're like, wait, but you're Hispanic. Wouldn't you want everybody to just get, come in flooding into the border? Why, why are you against it when it seems to defy logic? Because it's like, well, they're also Hispanic, and I just want my people to have access to, Mer- uh, to America like I do. Jennifer, there's, there's a something that I would say 99% of the Hispanic community are against an open border. Open borders, as we can see, is bringing, is bringing crime, is bringing drugs, is bringing illegal activity, and is bringing something that we don't want to in the United States. Um, yeah, uh, legal, legal, uh, legal immigration, it, you know, will be really good, but open border is not the solution with this problem here. Well, I love to hear that from you because if I say it, it's a different impact than if you say it, right? So I, I really appreciate that you're sharing that. I have uh, Keith has a question for you about uh, Keith. Did you want to say something? No, I just I just had a question, and that is why is uh, why is the support from the Hispanic community for from the Democrat or excuse me for the Democrat Party from the Hispanic community why? Do Democrats seem to have this as a foredrawn conclusion? It's, well, if you're Hispanic, you will necessarily, it's almost like this genetic predisposition towards supporting progressives and Democrats. Why do they believe that, especially from a population that faith and family is so integral in the culture? Keith, this is something that, uh, you know, the Democrat Party uh, believes that they can, they can, they can have the uh, uh, Hispanic uh, voters but there's something that Hispanic voters does not want. Hispanic voters does not want entitlement. Hispanic voters not they don't want uh, you know take of uh, religion. They don't want to you know taking care of the, out of the, their family. They don't want you know that's something that we just don't want. We want we're here. We're here. We're hardworking people. We want to live the American dream. When the Democrat Party say yeah we got the, the, the Hispanic vote. No, they, they're not talking about the general Hispanic vote. They're talking about few people who are following the uh, Democrat Party because of the interests of financial interests. You know, I love it. And, and here's the thing. For all the folks out there who are uh, working in, working with, or in the Hispanic community, you may, you may be listening and you, you're Hispanic. That's beautiful. We need your help because I think that This is a movement where Hispanic voters are coming into their own. They're starting to realize they have a voice. They have something to say. And by God, they're going to say it. And I... We Preston and I did an event together with Dan Cox, who's running for governor in the Hispanic community. And we met some amazing people that night, friends of yours. I didn't know them, but I'm thinking of one of the young ladies who has multiple, multiple businesses built, you know, very successful career as an entrepreneur here. And she is all in. Some of these people are registered Democrats to kind of to Keith's point. You know, they're, they, they call themselves Democrats, but guess what? They're getting ready to vote Republican and they're coming out in droves and they I believe frankly Preston the future of this state I'm going to say this 
may be in the hands of the Hispanic community and the black community. How you all vote is how this state will go. You heard it here. Yeah, Jen, uh, I think the Hispanic community are start uh, waking up. Uh, now it's it's like uh, let, 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 let me let me phrase it this way. Before people believed that the Republican Party was the party of the uh, enemies. Before they believed that the uh, Republican Party was the racist party. Before that was that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Now what happened now the Republican Party is reaching out the minority, which is really very important for all of us. Before there was not in, there was not even kind of uh, intense to reach out the Hispanic community. Now they're bringing the minority, they're bringing the African-American community, they're bringing the Hispanic community, they're bringing the Asian community. Why? Because the Republican Party is the party of principle, is the party of family, is the party of American dream, is the party, uh, is the party also the, 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 that has the same interests as the minority, as the minority people has. You know, it's so great what you're saying. I, you know, I hear this family, faith, and prosperity, but how you said it was the American dream, which is so much more powerful. You know, we love commerce, right? We like to make money and work hard. And I think some of the hardest working people I know are in the Hispanic community. I mean, you guys work hard and you know what it is to try and build the American dream. I think sometimes some of us who have... have Maybe we started to take it for granted a bit. You know, when you can't get young people to come out and work hard for a living anymore because they'd rather be, I don't know, I saw this one ad where, you know, you can get free gift cards if you just stay home and game all day. I mean, really? What happened to roll up your sleeves and carry three jobs to put yourself through school instead of expecting the government now to cover your student loans because you haven't figured out how to make a living? I mean, really? Yeah. That's disgusting. That a, and that I think. Wrong approach. Go ahead. That is the wrong approach that Biden is doing it right now. That is taking, taking the money for the hardworking people and giving to the people who might not even deserve to take, you know, take the money. But this is, this is something that uh, now, Jen, um, this is something that uh, the Hispanic, uh, we're looking at it right now and they say, what is right and what is wrong? For instance, what happened right now in Central Maryland, you know, there's there's a person who's running to be the next governor. Uh, what's more, who has zero, who has zero, zero uh, family. Whether he said a family member, it, it, I, I, I'm not saying he's not a family member. But look at what his agenda to the state of Maryland is about: bringing what uh, uh, indoctrination of kids at school. That's not what the uh, Hispanic people wants. Uh, no freedom, uh, freedom of um, school. No, he doesn't well, really represent the Hispanic community. Now, I don't know if you heard the last last time he was he was calling the Latino community as a Latin ex. This is Westmore. This is Westmore, who may 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 possibly be our next governor. I mean, it's outrageous. I mean, everybody listening, you need to tell ten people. And I, I want to say something to the folks who were Kelly supporters, okay? It went the way it went. You lost this one. Get over it, as my dad would say. 
Now it's a time to come together because we have a very clear choice. And if you're somebody who can't quite bring yourself to support Dan Cox, who, who's endorsed by President Trump, who, by the way, was the, was the one who had us in prosperity and peace, not in shambles like Biden and Wes Moore's buddy, you know, uh, the Clintons, they're all in cahoots. Biden, Obama, Clinton, Wes Moore. There's no difference. They're all the same, uh, Jen. And one of the things that uh, we pray to get that Dan Cox can be the next governor, a uh, person who's, who's, who's really bringing the same value as the Hispanic community wants, and this the next governor. We're not, you know, and this is something that I heard a lot of from people. They said, but, you know, the Hispanic community are liberal. No, we're not. No, you're we're not. not. liberal. No, you're not. And we're not liberal. We're uh, loving. Uh, we, we're, we're church members. We love to go to church. We love God. We love to uh, uh, fellowship with our friends. We love to, you know, have uh, uh, meeting our family once in a week. I mean, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe three times a week. That's what we are. We're not We're not uh, Hispanic community. Or they're not liberal. Somebody who are liberal, but they're not 100%. You know, the black community is no different. I'm talking to members of the black community across the state, and guess what? They're standing up for the same things the Hispanic community is standing up for. Friends, family, and faith, prosperity, the American dream. By the way, that's the same thing I want for my son, and I'm white. We're no different. And this notion that people like Wes Moore and Hillary Clinton calling us deplorables, Biden calling MAGA dangerous, are you kidding me? What's dangerous is what they've done to our country. Yes, it, it is true that, uh, uh, Jen, but also uh, Mr. Mr. Moore was calling the Latino as a Latin ex. You know, that's a very offensive to the Hispanic community. You know, it's a very, uh, I would say, if he did it the first time, he was not going to do it again. Because this is creating more more offensive to the to the uh, to the Latino community, and I wish he can apologize to the Latino community because we're not Latinx; we are Latino. You know what? It, it'll be a, a cold day in hell before that man apologizes to you guys. But here's what I want to say: This is a moment right now for us all to come together. We've been at war; we're still at war. This is a five-dimensional war that, that happens without a shot fired. And there's, we are under attack as a nation, and we need to all come together. And it's not pretty. The election process this time has been as messy as I've ever seen it, okay? Because we're at war, and we have to win. Because what's at stake is our country and our families and our safety and our prosperity. So I want to ask you one more thing. What percentage of the Hispanic community do you think is going to vote for, let's say, Dan Cox for governor, is going to vote conservative this election? Uh, I would say, Jen, uh, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken, I would say like a night up on the, up on the 90s. Wow. Voted for Dan Cox up on the 90s. I love it. Uh, as, you can see, as you can see, our, you know, our meetings, our meeting with Dan Cox and the Hispanic community, they're, they're really, you know, people love this guy. And they can see, they can see Dan Cox as the only one 
Jen has the only one who can fix the problem in Maryland. Stop the, stop the illegal drugs, stop crime, you know, bringing more business, uh, reduce taxes and business. It's something that we really need somebody who can stood up for us. Uh, I would say, I would say, uh, 90, 92, maybe 95% of the Hispanic community. From your lips to God's ears, Preston. Listen, thank you so much for being on with us this morning. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. Go out and inspire people to show up to the polls November 8th. If you have to, early vote, but get out and vote. We need you there. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. We'll be right back. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick. The best for your pool today. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh made selections, including dairy free and all natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Now I have a big ask of you. Won't you please consider supporting our show with a small gift to cover coffee for my guests, airtime on WFMD, social media promotion, or media travel that brings you the critical information you need. A one-time gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Or please consider becoming a member of Success Happens for $25 a month. Together, we will make a big difference. Please go to givesendgo.com backslash donate success happens. Again, givesendgo.com backslash donate success happens to make a gift. Integrity, truth, and transparency on a solid foundation of faith in God remain fundamental to my work and critical, I believe, to save our country. Let's make success happen together. May God bless you and your family. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me in studio Keith Hansen. And Keith and I got to know each other through, what was it, the Health and Freedom Conference. Health and, Health and Freedom Conference. With, yeah. with Clay Clark, the very first one in Tulsa, which actually really just changed my life. Well, that was it the really first did. one that I, that's where I met you, but uh, actually yeah. I really got to know you at CPAC. You had something you wanted to share? Oh, I was just speculating on the Paul Pelosi thing. Oh, so. we got to go there. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, get, here's the thing. You know, oh, you're, there you're, is you're, no way. Your engineer is looking at me like, yeah, do you really want to? Can, can I do this? Yeah. yeah can I do on. this? Let okay. me just say this. Yep. There's no way somebody got broke into his house. I mean, they've no. got enough security there. No. that like, you Why know, was the guy there in his like underwear? Kids, I mean, let's put two and two together and get four, okay? <laughs> this guy was there in, in Pelosi's house in his underwear because, drum roll please, Paul Pelosi had a gay lover. And they were smoking meth together. Remember when the car accident, remember the car accident with the Porsche? Okay, where there was the unknown subject. Then also when Paul Pelosi was arrested for DUI, he also had other drugs in his system. He's a meth user. And he was smoking meth with his secret gay lover while his wife's out of the house. Come on, kids. How many times have we seen prominent political people and even 
pastors, members of the cloth who have these secret gay lovers. All right, this is exactly what happens when you smoke meth and have secret affairs behind your wife's back. All right, okay. eventually well, you, you, heard get it here. you get caught. You get caught. Newsflash, newsflash, more than a newsflash. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily <laughs> represent those of talk, uh, free talk to you, FMD. It's uh, executives, producers, or, uh, or employees. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the All right, so we're we're rocking and rolling. We've got a few more minutes. There's something I want to make sure you guys do for me, and that is share this podcast. You might want to edit this part out, but but share the podcast. <laughs> My engineer is saying, no, not this one. But uh, all of these podcasts are designed to give you information. And, and it's important for us to educate people around us because as awake as you and I may be about what's really going on in the world, okay, Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are still got their head in the sand. I have a friend of mine whose mom, sick, infirmed, listens to CNN. Look, there's no way somebody who listens to CNN is clued into what's really going on in the world. Okay? Because they're not going to tell their audience anything that would be contrary to the narrative of the polytech people. By the way, we're getting ready to do a wear and carry uh, training this weekend, which I'm going to be in. And Keith is leading this training. He's a professional firearms instructor. What's one thing you want people to know, just a minute, about handling firearms and being properly trained to protect yourself and your family? First thing that I would do is uh, I would say vet your instructors. There's a lot of charlatans that are out there. Uh, there's a lot of people who profess to teach firearms and train firearms that are really not good at what they do. Vet your instructors. An NRA basic pistol instructor certification does not qualify somebody to go out and understand the complexities of a use of force engagement or defensive handling of a firearm. You need to vet your instructors. And, it, it, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know. So ask a professional. And, you know, if, if you talk to a professional trainer, they will tell you the questions that you should be asking of an instructor before you give them your money. That's that's the bottom line. I mean, like with any industry, there are people out there who are looking to rip you off and take advantage of you, especially when we're talking about things where you don't know the questions to to ask i would invite people if they if they want a list of questions i'm actually working on a on an ebook on this um so if you want to email jen uh then you can you can certainly do that um and i'll once the ebook is is published i'll make it available for free download uh through jen but this is important i mean i think it's really a an issue of educating the public and educating the consumers to know how to tell who is good and who is a con man who's looking to separate you from your hard-earned money? You know, in anything, you have experts and then you have people who uh, kind of do it as what we call a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important. One of the reasons why I brought Keith down is because I trust him and his expertise. So I'm really looking forward to doing this. I'd like to give a shout-out to um, Greg Smith with Allstate Insurance, who's allowing us to use his facilities, and he owns the gun shop next door on East Patrick. So we'll be working there today and really appreciate the generosity of the people. We're going to go up to, what's it called, Hilltop Arms up in... Uh, up there in the Keystone up, State. Yeah, up yeah. in the Keystone State. So really, thank you to them for 
for allowing us to use their facility. So this is Jen, and I just really want to thank everybody for spending time this morning with us. And I'd like you to subscribe to our Success Happens podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and rate it with five stars. It's really important. Like Success Happens Radio Show, my Facebook page, and then let's restore freedom and get out the vote, everybody. It's time to take back our nation and our state. God bless you.